Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. This week, we are bringing back on my buddy, Tim Barr, um, to talk about a whole bunch of different things, and I'm really excited. So we'll probably end up talking about uh, his new project called All Things Trail Running, which is this wonderful community-based kind of YouTube channel. Super cool. Um, We'll probably talk about his recent training, you know, what he's training for this summer, And of course, we are going to talk about that time Tim and I were running through a nuclear waste site at five in the morning, and we were almost run over by a herd of like 35 elk. (laughs) So (laughs) we have to mention that, dude. So so yeah, let's just get right into it, man. This is going to be about all things running, all things trail running, uh, all things dad mode. Um, Yeah, man. Welcome to the show. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's great to be back. We were just talking about data injuries and I told you to hold off on those stories because I, I definitely want to hear them, but it's just funny. Like you're training for this big event in the future and all of a sudden you like step on like a Lego or something and it just messes up your foot a little bit that you're like, Oh no, what just happened? I got a dad injury. Yeah. We were just chatting this morning. I I mean, just, yeah, just stupid stuff, right? Like, uh, we just got a new puppy, so he's about four months old. And, um, you know, I just took him out. I'm, like, in the middle of, like, work calls and uh, took him out in the backyard, and I've got, like, a pair of Crocs by the back door because that's, like, the Colorado, like, shoe, I guess, that you got to just, you know, wear in your garage or outside. Like, you just throw them on the Crocs. Yeah. And uh, the grass is all wet from the rain and the snow melt and all that stuff. And, and I'm out there, and I throw a Frisbee, to my puppy and I slip in my Crocs and I fall back and I hit my head on the grass. <laughs> I'm like, and I hear this huge crack and I'm like, oh my gosh. So I just got back from, uh, my wife is a physical therapist. I just got back from the clinic where she, she was like, yeah, I think you're going to be, you're going to survive, honey. But yeah, <laughs> my neck is really sore. <laughs> She's like, how'd that happen? Uh, you know, just in my Crocs in the backyard throwing Frisbees. <laughs> Such a, dumb dad thing right <laughs> dude men- mention uh julie's like where she works and owns and runs and all that stuff yeah she has a little uh, pt clinic in golden called elevation physical therapy so she like super proud of her started from the ground up um she's just really just built it over the years but they they've kept it small on purpose so they can just see patients for a full hour one-on-one um and just really treat, treat a lot of athletes they treat a ton of athletes they treat kind of all kinds and of, uh, of people in there, but they really specialize in a lot of athletic injuries and things. Yeah. Well, being in golden Colorado, like you have to basically treat like 98% athletes because you can like throw a rock and hit an endurance athlete out here. I mean, don't do it. Well, don't, you know, don't throw a rock. That's like a fun, like weekend thing to do. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And our buddy Joel works there and I felt bad. I, I'm going to say it on the air, Tim. I accidentally stood Joel up and I felt like the biggest a-hole of all time because I just got, was in such a busy week and kind of in a funk and I forgot I had a physical therapy appointment and I'm an a-hole Joel. I'm sorry. He was pretty, he was pretty sad. I'm sure he was. I was sad. I I miss Joel. (laughs) I miss him. And I felt so, uh, anyways, anywho, Um, yeah, man. Well, and then you were mentioning falling down the stairs. 
Oh yeah, it was like before, it was like two weeks ago. I was, I asked my wife, I was like, oh, so this is how it is, right? Like I'm just getting older. Like I slipped, two weeks ago, I slipped on the top stair going down in the basement and um, went down the entire flight of stairs, like ended up curled up on the ball on the bottom of the, have you ever seen Cool Runnings? He's like, yeah, Sanka, Sanka, you dead man. Like I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm freaking dead. <laughs> You know, it's like I laid there probably for a minute or two and like slowly started moving extremities. I'm like, all right, like I can move my hands. I can move my feet. Like it was so dumb. But I was like, this is it. This is how it ends right here. <laughs> like I, I go do all this crazy stuff and I, and, I, and I died falling down the stairs. Dude, I fell down the stairs a couple of weeks ago too, man. We're in the same boat. Really? Oh. Yeah, I was wearing those stupid Peloton shoes <laughs> and there, it's in the basement. And so I was like, I have to pause the Peloton every once in a while to like go to the bathroom. So I have to walk upstairs in these shoes and it's super loud at like five in the morning. And I'm trying to be quiet, like sneak on these weird metal shoes. And on the way down the stairs, I totally just biffed it, like slipped oh, on dude. my back. Yeah. And then I've made the biggest noise ever. And I'm like, I'm going to wake up my whole entire family right now. Did you? No, thanks. Thankfully, they're pretty heavy sleepers. <laughs> so, well, that's good. Yeah. But also, if I would have seriously injured myself, they would have slept right through it. So that's a bad thing. True. Maybe they've just been waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But dude, I have to uh, get into this before we get into like more serious running business. Okay. Because you mentioned Crocs. Are you ready yeah. for this? Oh, no. You're wearing dude, Crocs right now. I made basically homemade crocs so here's the deal everybody if you're a trail runner and you don't want to buy expensive crocs right crocs are the little slippers things they're like rubber right yeah and they got little holes in them yeah they look like doggy chew toys for your feet <laughs> well i've never had a pair of crocs but i love the idea of like when i have to go do something in the yard i don't want to have to tie my shoes i don't want to like put my yeah. shoes on, tie them up like it's a pain in the ass. So I took old trail shoes and I just took the laces off. Nice. I'm showing Tim right now. I took the laces off to make a parachute for my kid, like for their toys. They needed rope. Solid, man. But I've kept them because I'm like, dude, these are just super easy to slip on. Like I'll just slip them on no problem if I'm not doing anything like really serious in the yard. You know what I'm saying? Well, they look way, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like they look way cooler than Crocs do. <laughs> like every time I leave the house in, in Crocs, like Julie's like, I, really? I'm like, I'm just going to the grocery store. <laughs> She's like, I can't believe you're wearing those out of the house. I'm like, they're camouflage. They're camouflage Crocs. No That's my them. big joke. Like no one can see them. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, man. Dude, I love that. Yeah. yeah. That's uh. well, I got kind of the idea and we'll get into it. Actually, let's get into this first. I want to hear about your new project with all things trail running. Um, I, th I love it. I love the idea. I love that you're posting videos consistently and kind of like seeing where it takes you. Um, but can you kind of get into that? Like what made you want to start? You have this really cool like trail running based YouTube channel, but it's also community based where other people can send you videos and you'll post them if it's really interesting content and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of it kind of just spurred from an idea. So my son, my son's nine and, um, he's, <clears throat> he watches all these like YouTube videos and YouTube channels and he's 
constantly makes jokes like, dad, we should start a YouTube channel. And, yeah. um, I'm like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be really fun, you know? And, um, just in the trail running channels that are out there, there's some good trail running channels, um, that are out there with some good content, but kind of what I just kept seeing was, um, you know, it's, it, it'd be like one person's channel yeah. and they would like kind of post all the content. And, um, I really started kind of just thinking about like, how could I, like there's a lot of questions that we get on these ultra running forums on online is like everything from what kind of shoes should I buy? What sort of nutrition, you know, should I take? Like, what is like, what is all this lang language or this lingo? Like the latest episode we did was just about all kinds of like shoe stats and stuff like that. Yeah. And, um, like I've only been really like running long distance on trail for five, six years now. And so like, I don't know everything, but it's just the amount of time, amount of stuff that you learn, like how can we kind of communicate that back? And then the other big thing about it was really this community aspect of it. I was like, how can I create something that the community can tap into and will promote? So the idea was, is like, I wanted to create the platform for it because I had the means and methods to be able to just kind of create the infrastructure and the platform and the branding. And I would invest in all of that and then um, open it up to the community and let people that have like, um, there's a friend of mine that has a yoga instructor, you know, she's, she just got certified last year to be a yoga instructor. She messaged me. I'm like, yeah, let's do some videos. Um, I have a friend in San Diego that's going to be doing a whole um, series for diabetic nutrition um, for ultra running. And she's going to be doing some videos too. So the idea was to create this community. If it ever gets monetized, which is like, I have a whole whopping like 130 subscribers right now, but you know, if we ever get to a point where we're going to um, get you 131 today, nice. Yeah. Go <laughs> sign up, subscribe. Like, um, but yeah, if, if it ever got to that point, um, the other big idea was like, if we can monetize it, let's use like as much of the funds as we can to like give back to the trail network and to the nonprofits that support our trail network. So the big ultimate idea would be to have a channel where literally the trail running community comes to, they watch these videos and any sort of revenue and stuff that we're getting from those watches and those minutes goes right back into funding the trail network that we all run on. So that's, that's like the big, big idea. I don't know if it'll ever get there. I think it's taken a lot of, um, it, it's been a pretty vulnerable place for me to be honest with you, to be on video and trying to put yourself out there and do this. Oh, I, I totally relate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like your podcast, right? Like I know, but it takes, it does take that consistent, practice to start feeling comfortable with that you know like dude at the beginning like my heart was pumping like i was freaking out having like an anxiety attack just recording an intro in my office by myself it felt like a bear was standing behind me and i was like i'm gonna get eaten by a bear okay shit what's happening <laughs> like you know what i mean but it's yeah. just at first it's just that uncomfortable feeling but by consistently doing something, I feel like you not only do improve your skills, but you also just improve your comfort level, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it, dude, the criticism on the internet is, is just such a, it's, it's a hard thing to come to terms with. And, um, you know, I was like, I remember like the first like thumbs down I got on a video, like someone went through the 
the the five like produced in my backyard videos yeah on the site and they just thumbs down to all of them and i'm like what the hell <laughs> like you realize like you're not watching like fox sports right like this is something that we're just trying to do and the other example is like this latest video that we just put up on um on shoes so we did a episode on all of the technical components of the shoes like that I was my favorite one by the way most because you used it like a uh a work saw to cut your shoe in half yeah I cut a pair of shoes in half i just got new shoes and i'm like i'm gonna just cut the old shoes in half and just show people what well a because i just kind of want to see what the inside of the shoe look like but totally i figured you know, why, why not make an episode of it? And so we went through like drop and stack and um, like some of the technical terms, like some people might not know. And um, like me, who has been trail running for almost nine years at this point, I didn't know most of these words. Yeah. You're like, dude, zero drop. Like, that's just the thing. Like, yeah. what does that even mean? Yeah. Like, what does it mean to have like more stack in your shoe? Um, but here's like, so I used, everything is measured millimeters, like drop and stack. Yeah. And like I used a dime as a, like an example of a, what a millimeter, like I'm like a dime is about a millimeter in width or yeah, like it's about a millimeter wide. So just as a visualization tool, I was like, this is kind of like what 13 millimeters looks like if you were to stack it up, like as a sort of example. And so, and, and I use this dime. Well, sure enough, I get a comment on the thing actually tim like a dime is 1.33 millimeters high you didn't know that no it's kidding <laughs> i'm like gee, oh my god and, and i'm like okay like hats off like i i gave the guy props in the comments too and i made a little note i was like actually a dime is 1.3 millimeters high it was all for the example yeah to show people but i was like oh my god yeah dude i mean i when i when we went fully remote last year as a teacher Oh, sorry. Motorcycle driving by. I'm recording this outside because it's a nice day and it's an outside podcast. But um, when we went remote as teachers, like I had to kind of learn how to post videos on YouTube for just my students. I have some ridiculous ones, by the way. I did one where I was so bored. I recorded and edited uh, like it took like eight hours to make, but I made a class where I was the teacher talking, but then I was also like a slacker student. And then I was like the super (laughs) nerdy student. And then it ended, we were learning geology and it ended with me magically appearing on Mount Galbraith. Oh no. To to explain North table and South table and the geologic ways they have formed. And it was hilarious. I loved it, dude. It was so (laughs) much fun. But I will say this, uh, my very first youtube video to my students who know me within like five minutes i had a thumbs down and i was just like of course oh. schoolers. come on guys <laughs> well like i got all you know like i said it's just a vulnerable place and i'm like hey, who are these people that thumbs down and then if you go on a youtube um it doesn't they don't count thumbs down versus thumbs up like in their sort of auger algorithm it's yeah. all engagement oh okay so it's like, all right, like thumbs down me, like give me 500 thumbs down. I'll move up in the rankings. Yeah. But I love the idea, man. Like we live in such a cool area with the trail running community where I just like this idea of like, if someone has a really creative idea for a video, they can email you and you can like 
decide like, yeah, that sounds like super cool. Like go film that and I'll put it out on this channel for people to see. Like you're kind of, I just, I really like that idea because I think you're going to come out with some really cool creative ideas. And I have ideas. I know we've talked about where mm-hmm. I want to film some stuff too. Um, once I'm, I'm now slowly being able to run again, which is nice. Um, but, but yeah, dude, I just, I really enjoy that idea that you have with that, you know? Well, and I think the challenge a lot of people have, I think there's a lot of creativity in the world. Like you just turned me on, onto this, um, onto this book. It's like the, the art of the war the of art, war of art. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have like really great ideas and have a message or something that they want to put out there and they just don't know how to do it. So I'm like, Hey, if I can create the platform, like let's like, I'll create the platform and I even help edit and things like that. And you know what, if the video comes back and it sucks or the audio is bad or like whatever, like I give that feedback because I think I want to keep it up to a certain standard. Yeah. 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 But, um, that's what it's all about, you know? So I don't know. It's going to be fun to see where it goes. I mean, it's been only been a couple of months, but, yeah. um, and I was thinking even just is this morning about some better content that we could create. Yeah, man. That's super cool. Where could people email you? Uh, if they had like ideas, if they're listening to this right now and they're like, Oh dude, I've always kind of wanted to film, you know, something with this. I don't know. I don't have any ideas right now, but <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's like you can go to the YouTube channel, just do a search for all things trail running and it'll come up. Um, there is an email link there, but probably the best way to get a hold of us um, would be to go to our Instagram page, which is not very populated, but um, we're slowly kind of building that out. But go to that and message us. On oh, Instagram. yeah, cool. Okay, cool, man. Yeah. I know um, I was a part of one video. If you want to talk about the time you guys tortured me. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, <laughs> We uh, dry needle do, which is like, oh, what could be a cool episode to do? And it was like, what? It was like half hour episode. It might as well have, I mean, we should start a whole Netflix series on this stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> we drove down and you had never been dry needled before. And I yeah. filmed it. And uh, Joel, Joel needled you and I, I, he got on it on like one of your like hot spots. It was yeah, great. man. Well, once when I was imagining what it was going to be like, I, in my mind, I'm like, it's going to be like that scene in 40 year old virgin where he's getting his chest waxed. Do you remember this? Nice. Oh and, yeah. And Kelly know, he's, yeah, he's like hamming it, like yelling stuff and whatnot. I'm like, it's probably going to be like that. And then we got in there and I was actually too scared. I was actually like super nervous that I was going to pass out. So you're, you're such a relaxed guy and it was just great. Like you could just, I guarantee your palms are all like sweaty. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It was just like your, the look on your face. You're like, I think you said I'm terrified of needles like 15 times. I don't like needles at all. Yeah. And now, and then Joel describing it too. He's like, okay. Cause you know, you're doing a video. Joel needs to describe the process. So I understood this in my brain, but at the same time, I'm like, I could really go without him being like, here we go. We're going to go down to the bone. I'm like, I could, I could go without hearing that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was awesome, fun, man. man. It was, a, it was a fun episode. Like that was like one of our first ones to shoot. Like, and I showed it to my whole family over the holidays and <laughs> they all start clapping, you know, <laughs> it was just like, yeah, Chris is going to be doing autographs late, later this week. You know, you were the star of the show, buddy. 
Oh, thanks, man. That was nice. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice to be included. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, it was cool. It was a good experience actually. Cause, and here's what I realized, man, after this whole last year of not having any new experiences, you know, like really what new experiences have we had over this lockdown? Like not a lot. And yeah. to be able to go in and be poked with needles in my leg I was like, this is a new experience that I'm having right now. So that was like the icing on the cake there. Well, good. I'm glad we could injure you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, dude, that's cool. I love the project. I'm going to be like, I'll be reposting stuff. Like I said, I love the, the, uh, the cutting your shoe in half video one, cause I think it's cool to cut stuff in half with saws, but two, it was actually really informative, uh, for me, because I actually I'd heard a lot of those words, but I didn't actually know like what they meant when it comes to the shoe. It brings me a new appreciation for my shoes. Totally, it's it was like shocking to me too. Like I mean, and I knew all kind of the technical talk, but yeah. it was um, when you actually cut that pair open, and then you start seeing like how they're constructed and the reinforcement in the uppers and the toes and like the foam that goes around the heel, and um, you're just like, okay, there's there's a lot. There's, there's a reason why you're paying, you know, a hundred bucks plus for a, for a pair of shoes. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, it's just the way that they're designed is pretty, pretty insane. Yeah. That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, I do want to hear a bit like since you were last, you last came on the show Well, we, t we interviewed Sharon, which was awesome. That was like one yeah. of my favorite moments of last year. Um, but when you were last on the show for your episode, you talked a bit about never summer 100 K which was your last kind of race. Um, but you've been, you, you've been doing like, you did a couple events, um, you know, since then that have been like the virtual stuff. Like, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's like um, trying to stay motivated and especially last year, it was just a matter of trying to like, we did that hundred thousand foot challenge. I think we talked a little bit about that on the yeah. show. Um, had a really good race at number summer um and then it was like just trying in the fall to figure out how to stay motivated and they had um this thing came across my feet feet and it was a it was a virtual challenge to run the distance of the continental divide trail yeah which is about three thousand miles um and you could put a team together to do this of like any size so basically it's like run three thousand miles you had four months to do it from september 1st to december 31st and um which breaks down we put a team together of five people like i convinced you to join and fun. um we had um my friend yvonne down in color springs uh, my friend drew and we had joel and all of us were like all in on this thing as a team of five runners and so you could run it you could cycle it you know whatever it is that you wanted to do um and it was just something fun to kind of just keep us motivated. And they had a little virtual map that kind of showed you where you were on the continental divide trail. Like if you were to actually have done the distance and, um, but one of our friends, one of our teammates got came down with COVID, um, in November. And so he was totally out. Like he messaged us and he's like, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. And he I'm was worried about the like repercussions to your body after COVID and like recovering properly, which is probably super, super important. There's a lot of cardiac um, issues, especially for runners that yeah. um, 
that can hit you. And, and he was, he was definitely nervous about that. I've had a couple of runner friends go through it and they've all had like some, like during COVID had some like heart palpitation stuff. And then, um, have both got cleared with like echoes, echocardiograms, um, yeah. before they started running again. But yeah, he was just like not comfortable. Um, which obviously like you, yeah, like COVID's a terrible thing. So, um, but it like kind of left the four of us left. We're running the math on this. Okay. We're like crap in order to even make this happen. We've got like 50 miles a week, um, each to, <laughs> and, um, fortunately Yvonne kind of bounced back and, yeah. uh, and was able to kind of close the gap a little bit in December, but we all made it. I think we had like a week to spare. Dude, we did, man. And I'm going to be honest, like my body gave out right at the end of it, you know, like I made it to the end and we accomplished it. And then like the next day I was like, <laughs> Oh, I, my calf, like something is wrong. Yeah. And it was just funny. It's one of those examples of like, you, you just give it your all kind of, and maybe I was even giving it my all without really thinking that I was, you know? Yeah. But it was cool, like, and it was fun because towards the end, like, we had all, between me, you, and Joel, we were all leading at one point, so it kind of got a little bit competitive, uh, which was awesome. So Yeah, you were like, you just started, you just, like, came back and Joel Dude, was I put like, the miles in. Yeah, well, and then I, I also kept forgetting to put it in online, like, on the virtual site. Yep. And so, all of a sudden, I was like, hold on, dude, I have to put in, like, three weeks worth of running, and that's when yeah. I shot ahead for like my brief, my brief moment in the sun. Well, it was cool, man. We finished, um, fifth overall, but we were the smallest team and yeah. we were the only team that was just purely running. Yeah. So I figured we finished first. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that means for all you other people that did the challenge. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And our name was cool. It was vert for breakfast. Bert for breakfast. Yeah. yeah we were, we were the best by far. <laughs> <laughs> oh dude. Yeah. Let's tell me about this too. This was really cool. This was fun to join you guys on uh, for a couple of days, but we did the golden hell week, uh, which was another oh, yeah. virtual thing, but it was, it's something that has actually been a challenge for many years. It wasn't just like, uh, because this year's, you know, the year where all the races were kind of either canceled or modified or whatever. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know, you know, like, um, admittedly, I don't know exactly how it started. Um, some people from, there's a golden trail runners group and, uh, somebody from that group started this, um, golden hell week is what they call it. Um, just a few years ago, I think. And basically what it is, is it's one week, it's Monday through Friday and there's five different summits that you do. So like the biggest summits in, in um, golden and there's like specified routes and you just go run these things and you log in your time but it's it's essentially like you leave your car and you run as fast as you can to the top of these like massive climbs like pretty yeah. like 2,000 vertical feet over you know a matter of <clears throat> like a couple three miles and then you haul back down to your car and you just enter your time and so there's kind of a virtual leaders board um, and it's, it's Monday through, it's Monday through Friday. So it's so like you got five days to do them five days. And, um, it's like, I don't know what it wound up being. It's like 50 miles or something. I mean, it's, yeah. it's maybe it's not quite 50, but it's a lot, a lot of vertical. Um, yeah. so yeah, this is the first year I've done it. Uh, Hillary, my, my coach did it last year. 
uh, or the year before last. And I joined her on a couple of the runs, but it's a fun thing to do in like September, October timeframe when, you know, it's like, you're just kind of winding up your race season and just another kind of cool thing to do that's local. And yeah, no, man, that was super fun. Like, I think a lot of different towns could do something like that, you know, just find five peaks that you would have or high points that you'd have to run up and, you know, mm-hmm. start designing routes from there. All the routes were like associated with a brewery. Right. But we ran them at like five in the morning. So we didn't get the opportunity to enjoy that aspect. <laughs> I know. And I tried uh, like on Friday, I brought a bunch of like, I'm super into like non-alcoholic brews. And so I brought some NA beers, but just no one really took me up on them Friday. <laughs> It might've been cause it was like 30 degrees out and people were just cold. That's and, true. and, and six in the morning, you know? Yeah. That might've been part of the problem, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, dude, that was, that was awesome. Um, another event that you did that I really appreciated joining was, uh, on your birthday, you ran 45 miles for turning 45 and you designed the super cool course that it's cool, man. Like, I just love the idea of like, designing your own challenge because no one else has done this course before. I mean, maybe they have, but I doubt it because you, you basically were like, okay, I'm going to drive South to like Morrison, Colorado, which is right on the front range where red rocks is. And I'm going to just try to link up all of these different trail systems to lead me close to where you live basically. And it was awesome, dude. It was so much fun, but I have to say this, I joined you for the first 10 and I was like, in my mind, I'm like, today's the day where I can keep up with Tim because he's <laughs> going to go slow. Cause he's doing 45 miles. Like, of course he's going to start slow. And then you just booked it through. No, no, you're you booked it, man. I was out of breath and I'm like, I'm only running 10 of these. This dude's going 45. This is nuts. That was probably my problem. Cause about 35, everything <laughs> just fell off you know, it just turned into, it was bad. It was bad. I witnessed that too. Cause then later in the day, my girls and I hiked up Yeah. and, uh, we, we had some live sports to watch as you were going down the trail. Hobbling, hobbling, <laughs> I think down the trail. <laughs> what my did you like? Yeah. Happy go lucky. Thank God, man. I mean, really, there's no way it's like a lot of things in life, but I was just really stoked. It, I didn't really want to do this thing. I think you and I had been talking about it. Um, I was kind of in a funk in like October, like it had just been a long year. COVID had just like worn on everybody. Like we had that continental divide trail thing going. Like I was just trying to find anything to stay motivated. Yeah. And, um, it got closer to my birthday in November. And, uh, I think it was like a week out week before my birthday. And I was like, you know, like you start thinking about, it, I was like, well, what do you really want to do on your birthday? It's a Sunday. Like it's COVID, like everything's still locked down. And it was really during the big spike, you know? So like everything was like, nothing was going on. Like you can't go out to eat or anything. So I was like, what a better way to just spend the day than just invite some of my close friends out to like join me on this journey and um, just spend the whole day out running, like whether I'm running or hiking or walking or whatever. Um, And so that's, that's what happened. And um, it was a, like freaking perfect day. The weather was amazing. Um, yeah, so that was, it was, it was fun. I'm not, I'm probably going to do it for 46, but, uh, it was like fun to do once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, uh, 
did you learn anything from that experience that might have been different from another like ultra that you've done in the past? It's a good question. Um, I don't know if I, you know, I think anytime you kind of just like go past that point of pain, um, you might learn some stuff, but I, you learn a lot about your body and like how to push through, but I wouldn't say anything is new. Um, it was really enjoyable for me though, because so many people came out, you know, like you, you joined me in the beginning, like for the first third of it. Um, my friend Joel, like helped get me to, through the finish. I mean, that's cool. And it kind of shows you like just how many people you've, you know, affected their running lives. You know what I mean? Or that have affected mine. That you know? too. Yeah. Vice versa. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the whole, like, building the community and experiencing the community kind of situation. Totally. Yeah. It was great, man. Like to finish up, like I had one of my friends, Sean, who I just never run with, uh, met at the base of Galbraith and he finished out the run with me over to new terrain. And, um, like to finish up, I had, I think there were like, like four or five people with me, like for the last, sort of like five to 10 miles. And it was just so, it was so cool because I would walk and everybody was just laughing and talking and, you know, and then I kind of just jog for a while and it just made it like the community was just so cool. And to finish it up and just be like, yeah, this like, that was, that was exactly what I wanted on my birthday. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel kind of like, like, I feel like if you, if you design a challenge for yourself and you're picking out these trails, um, to use along the way, you get that little tiny taste of being a race director, right? Like, cause oh, I yeah. designed something last May from my house and you did, it was cool, man. Cause I think when we all kind of fantasize about being a race director or putting a race on, I think the big aspect that we think about is like the trail design itself versus all the nitty gritty details race directors actually have to do. You totally. <laughs> so, so yeah. Did you get that kind of like feeling there? Dude, I love designing routes. Like that's like one of my favorite things to do is to think about like what route, like I've connected like just about all the golden trails and then trails down into Lakewood and things. And, um, this is the first sort of point to point that I've done. And I really wanted to do like a pretty epic sort of point to point run. So there was one out and back like section that I had that was, that was pretty epic out, um, along Beaverbrook trail. But, um, yeah, I think just going from one point to another point, you're not like looping back was really, really exciting. And yeah, it's, it's cool, man. I think that's what makes things so interesting is like, you've ran these trails a thousand times, but not like you just did that day. Yeah, dude. And I've, I've even thought about it as recently as like last weekend, we were down in Morrison and I'm like, I can't believe Tim ran from here. Like I just, you just look at the front range and you're like, oh, yeah, he did that and that and that, and then that, and he ended there. And like, it's just crazy to think about that. It's cool it's, though. It's super crazy. It always is. Right. You go on like a 20 mile run and you get home and you're like, wow, I just ran 20 miles. It's kind of crazy. And it seems normal now, you know, but all your friends are like, what? Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. I was like, oh, I just need to be back by 1030. So I need to leave at seven if I want to get 20 in, you know? I mean. <laughs> yeah. Which actually leads me to my next question, Tim. Why are you doing this? Like, what is your motivation? What is your like 
reason for trail running you know like we talked last time a bit about your journey into the sport but like what is it that you find that really like brings you back day after day after day to this yeah moment of moment that was a deep question i transitioned from like non-deep to deep dude (laughs) sorry about that god what's your why tim what do you got going on um it it changes um it changes like i think there's there's a huge health component to it um like i'm in my 40s i want to be around for a long time um i get like just stoke out of being out there um similar to like i got like when we were in southern california and i'd surf or ride bikes or whatever it was like just to be connected to the environment is just is just super super cool um and um, I'm excited by the challenge of it. Um, I had a great conversation with my brother this last weekend about just things that have like motivated each one of us like through our lives. And um, I've always just been really self, self-motivated and self-driven. And I've always just wanted to be the best at what I can, you know, just do be the best at, at what I can do, you know, not, not to beat everybody else, but just be like excellent in the stuff that I, that I put out. And so like, I'm, I'm always like thinking about that. Like, how do I get faster? How do I get better? How do I get stronger? Um, so there's a, there's a lot of pieces to it, but I think ultimately it just comes down to, it's just a, it's just a lifestyle thing. And like, it's, I've been running now for, um, probably, I don't know, almost 20 years now. Um, I've been running and, and so it's just become like part of my, part of my life and I need it for, I have a really stressful job. I have a lot of stuff going on with family and, um, you know, so it's just a, it's just a big outlet and I need it, you know, to just stay sane. I think some days. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, dude, I'm exactly the same way. And, you know, we've talked, uh, recently where, you know, I've been going through this like calf injury deal. Um, and my meathead brain wants to just jump back and running like, you know, it healed or it feels better after a couple of days. And you're like, I think I'm good now. And then you go back out and you're like, I'm not good now. That actually is crap, man. But I think part of it for me was just, that's my, that's, that is my outlet for not only energy, but like, I realized like break from screen time, you know, getting out into the actual nature plus like just having an adventure. Cause you know, man, like even your day to day runs, you can have like these little mini adventures along the way, which just make your day better you know, like, like when we saw those elk in the nuclear wasteland, I, and we almost got ran over. I was like, that just is a fun thing to say. And like, that was crazy. I can't believe that happened to me at five in the morning this morning, you know, dude, how weird was that too? Like, (laughs) it was like, um, it was a herd though, sprinting like a stampede insane it was lion king it was like lion king King. yes (laughs) totally it was our headlamps it's like what is what's that sound like the ground is like vibrating we're like (laughs) what is going on and i had always heard that there's like a ton of elk out there um i just never seen them and then we just see like a couple of like eyeballs in the like lit up on our headlamps and we're like holy crap there's like 300 elk like running full speed right in front of us you know it was, it was i like how now it's turned into 300 but oh uh, they're like who knows it was dark. It was like five billion i don't know billion it was all the elk ever 
<laughs> it was like every elk on the front range. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How many do you think there were? Like 50? I would say 30 to 50, yeah. I mean, you couldn't tell. They were sprinting. That's what I mean. Like, like the ground. Right, yeah, it was nuts, dude. I was about to move Fossa you, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, man, I agree. Like it is, it's my outlet too. And, you know, I, I've talked about just kind of being in a funk every once in a while. And I know that running gets me out of that, you know, and I don't want to put so much emphasis on it though, where like, if I do happen to be dealing with an injury or like have to skip a run that I turn into just like a complete like monster, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket, but at the same time, I'm like, well, it does help. It definitely helps, you know? It's hard, man. I struggle with it. Um, you know, I have an addictive personality anyway. You know, in, in college, it was just drinking way too much, and you know, just partying really hard. And, like, it, it's – I don't know if it's in my blood or not. But, um, yeah. you know, when I discovered this sport and running, I mean, that's my outlet now. And, you know, I talked to, I have some friends that are recovering alcoholics and stuff that are like, that will tell me that that approach isn't like replacing exercise for some other type of addiction isn't like, you're not really dealing with the like hard issues that you should deal with. Um, but I haven't gotten to the point where I really care. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of like, well, this is a healthier addiction. Like I'll take it. Um, you know, and any sort of risk that goes along with that. But when you do get injured, it is, it is like, um, and it happens. And the older that I get, the more injured I, I do get, or the longer an injury will like, yeah. like plague me. And that's a, it's a freaky thing. You know, if it's all taken away from you, then what? Um, and you saw it with Sharon, like, I mean, dude, the guy, um, the guy's, paralyzed and it just took him like two years to like get back to the place where he could you know have an outlet but he has he still has his outlet yeah and um so i don't know i think it's a freaking great sport and a great outlet and whether you're into cycling or swimming or running or whatever it is but um trail running to me is like probably the most organic like just best thing you throw on a pair of shoes and you go out there and hit the trails and um you were talking about it just loving to get back out there on the trail because you're like, Hey, I'm stuck behind a screen. Like I'm doing these virtual Peloton workouts and it's awesome for my health, but like I'm on zoom calls and then I'm on a screen doing a virtual workout on my Peloton bike and, you know, or watching TV or whatever it is. Like I, there's no substitute for just getting outside. There isn't dude <clears throat> like reality greater than screens. I try to teach the middle schoolers that, um, yeah. but man, like, yeah, I was finding that like, 1 p.m. I was starting to get headaches at work and I'm like why am I getting a headache right now and then I realized like oh my normal workout which is like you know usually I wake up at four and then for a couple hours um you know well not a couple hours but usually for like an hour I'm going for a run outside you know uh just listening to music or or not listening to anything at all and now I was replacing that with doing the peloton which was great and then watching TV or a movie, which was also great because I'm a dad of three kids under seven. We never get to watch like movies I want to see all the time, you know, um, or shows. So I, that was cool. Like that was actually nice in a weird way, but it was starting to like affect me 
because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm adding like an hour and a half of screen time in the morning that I didn't have before, which mm-hmm. is crazy, man. But dude, I know we've talked a little bit about like how it just helps with like anxiety or depression or like these funks that we get into. Can you kind of like speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Um, you know, without getting, God, we just keep getting deeper. Jeez. Um, peeling those layers of that onion, my man. Yeah. I like just, just personally, I think, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm definitely not unique, um, in this regard, but I think just being driven, uh, the way that I am, like I, I've always struggled with anxiety, um, related issues. I had an ulcer in high school. Like they were like, did you really? Yeah. And they're like, what's, what's going on? I was like, Oh my God, my stomach hurts so bad. And I, you know, go to the doctor, this is like 11th grade. And, um, you know, drink, did like the barium, do you drink this like really nasty, um, stuff and they like show in an x-ray, they show it go like, you can see this stuff running down your esophagus is nuts. That's kind of cool though. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of cool, but yeah, I had a, I, I had an ulcer, um, you know, just stress related ulcer and yeah. in, in high school. And it, it's just been like, I've been like an extremely anxious person, um, my whole life. And then, you know, when the anxiety kind of runs out and you're just like, man, I can't take it anymore. Then you just go into this pit of, of like, you don't want to get out of bed. You just kind of sleep all the time. Um, you know, and then you you go to college and you're just like drinking and, you know, playing with like drugs that are going into your system that, that aren't helping. They're not helping. It's like numbs the, it numbs the thing that you probably need to deal with. It a hundred percent does. And then you're just in a worse spot anyway. So, um, I think running and like endurance sports have been like the thing that I have found that get my head. I think it's a matter of focus for me. Like I am focused on training or I'm focused on running or I'm focused on my health and like what, what's happening on that side of the fence. And I think a lot less about like all the crazy stuff. Cause really like we don't have control. And so the stuff that I can control, I try to control. Um, I don't know. I don't have all that worked out either. You know, sometimes I'm like, God, I just should go get some counseling some sometime, but like running is kind of my therapy in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, it's a hard, it's, it's a hard deal, but I've seen, I've seen the change like sports make in people's lives. And, um, the nice thing about running is it's so individualized, but it can also be social. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And, and also, I mean, it's interesting that you say like a matter of focus because right now I feel like you're really starting to dial in. You're starting to focus in on a big event again, which we can talk about. Uh, everyone's getting ready, get ready to play the like a Bigfoot bingo because Tim is signed up for the desert rat stage race, which is a, the most mentioned event on this show because I love it so much. Um, but you're signed up, man, and you're like laser focused right now. And it's super cool for me to see, um, even though it means I'm not going to be able to keep up with you except for your recovery runs. <laughs> you're funny, man. And you say that like you've, you've won the event. Like, let's be honest. Like, you're, I'm sitting in the, um, in the presence of stardom right now. No, man, now you're turning the tables Pretty and much. making me embarrassed right now. Um, it's true. It's true. <laughs> Is it not true? Yeah, but I was in that was I was in different shape then. (laughs) You know, I was I had my extra four four miles every day of pushing the baby in the stroller, wearing sweat layers of sweatshirts and sweatpants, and 
bringing a pack with a kettlebell and looking like a crazy person walking super fast, <laughs> um, in the middle of summer. Um, but yeah, dude, like, it's just fun to hear how focused, like, it's cool to see, cause you just talked about focus and mm-hmm. as your friend, like, I, I just kind of feel like focus is your superpower, you know, like if you were to have a superpower, you would be like focus man or something. <laughs> and I just, it's cool to see you like flip into this athlete mode and training mode. And it's inspired me. Cause I'm like, I need to flip back into that mode as well. And it's just been really cool to see. Awesome. Yeah. Um, part of it, honestly, Chris is, is just cause I'm like terrified of this race. That's good. And, to hear. Yeah. I'm terrified of it. And like you talked about, like, you know, it's, you talk about all the time. You're like, Oh my God, there's this like amazing stage race. Um, I'm like, all right, like, what do I hate the most? Heat long trails where I can see like for miles, miles. And it's just like, Oh, that point out there is like 10 miles away. Like, I hate that. It's the worst part. Like I fall apart at that, those sort of things. Um, and then like, I can wrap my head around now, like a hundred mile event, you know, to go out and just like over 24 hours or 30 hours or whatever, like finish a hundred. Um, because it's just like, you're in the pain cave and you get it done and you're done and you're on the couch for a week. Um, the thought of doing, you know, not quite 150 miles over like six days in the heat, like with long stretches of road, um, which are not my strength. I'm a mountain guy. So like, you know, give me vert all day, but you know, this it's, it just doesn't play to my strengths. And, um, so I'm like, what the hell? Like, let's go challenge myself. This is something totally different. It sounds really awesome. Um, you know, and part of it is like, it's an adult summer camp and feels like a little vacation for me. Um, but yeah, I'm terrified. So I got a coach, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to have to think like, I want the, I want a plan. I want the accountability. I want somebody that knows what they're doing, kind of guiding me along the way. Yeah. So yeah, I got totally focused. It's I'm what, like four weeks in now, um, maybe five weeks into training. So that's so cool, man. What, what are, what is something you are, you know, you do have the heat, you do have the seeing forever, especially at the beginning. Um, because you can see the LaSalle's in the distance and you're like, we got to go there. That looks very far away, which is a pretty trippy experience. Like I know the exact point where you're really going to see him again too. And that's just a, like a cool moment of like, this is going to be a journey. Um, but you know, you have that, well, and I will say this, eventually you don't see forever. Eventually, especially when you get into the mountains, you don't have that as much, which is good. Cause I'm with you, dude, like flat and seeing forever is, is tough. Mm -hmm. Um, but what is something you are like looking forward to through this experience? I'm, I'm looking forward to the whole, whole thing. I'm looking forward to the community, you know, back to like kind of my YouTube channel, like the community is really big for me. Um, you know, meeting some new people, hearing some new stories. Um, I'm really curious to see what my body can do and, um, and how it holds up. Um, and just like the, the point to point experience of like, you know, running from Fruta to Moab is, is I like, I'm totally looking forward to it. Um, camping out. Like I love like the whole thing. Like I'm really excited to just go experience the whole, the whole journey. Yeah. Yeah, man, dude, you're going to love it, man. I'm so excited for you. 
Awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, man. Uh, I can't even contain myself, but uh, there is part of me that's like, oh man, I hope one, I hope I didn't talk you into it. And, well, you two, did, but... <laughs> and two, I hope you don't hate it because if you hate it and I talked you into it, then I'm going to feel like a huge jerk, you know? I won't, I won't hate it. I want to finish it. Um, like that. There might be moments where you hate it though you know what i'm saying oh i'm gonna totally yeah probably cuss you out at some point but you know <laughs> i'm just kidding there's always that there's always that moment man like there's I know always there that moment it's like what am i doing out here i think you know for me who knows i haven't been out there i haven't even ran those trails but i'm anticipating you could tell me if i'm wrong like tell me i'm anticipating some low moments on day two yeah and i'm um anticipating probably some more lows on day four maybe um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest dude day four is mind-blowingly beautiful though and yeah. you're hiking or at least i'm hiking a lot of it because it's a lot of uphill okay. so you do have that slower pace that you are able to appreciate that that being said if it's like 115 degrees then day four is going to be rough yeah you know and who knows it's um by the time, like if, if I'm back to back that many days in a row and then I'm on day four, it, it might just be like another long day, but I think day two is really going to be hard. Yeah. Everyone kind of, that's kind of where it makes or breaks the week really. But I mean, yeah. like I've said in the past, dude, like if you eat, if you're able to eat and eat a lot and eat often, then that honestly has such big dividends. Like that pays off like huge. So just start eating food, man. And like, that's part of the training in a weird way. You know? Yeah. Hillary is trying to, you know, and I, I haven't got to that point where we're really getting specific into um, like race day type training, but um, she's like, we are going to try to like hydrate you and get you to eat to like an uncomfortable point. So we know exactly like how much your body can, do so i'm sure there's gonna be days where we're like just trying to cram in calories and my body's gonna reject them in training because i don't want it to happen out there like i want to know like okay i i know i can stomach this much and have energy and like once i push it over this many calories like things start falling apart so we're gonna try to figure that out yeah is there can we can me and you like do an eating competition for training like can that be how i help (laughs) we like get like i don't know like white what castle sliders and then just oh my god <laughs> i'm just joking <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna throw up <laughs> taco bell tacos yeah we get a bunch of taco bell tacos eat them and then go on a run right after and just see what happens see if where the adventure takes can us hold on then you're gonna be golden yeah that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh can you i want to hear a little bit just about hillary really quick because she's your coach and we ran with her during golden hell week out on south table correct yeah yeah okay and that's the only time i met her but she seemed like a really cool person so like what does her coaching like bring to you uh, you just mentioned the like not having to make decisions and stuff but what else um like why did you choose her yeah and it's been a long time since i've had a coach the last time i had a coach was when i was training for um iron man in like 2009 so i've been pretty like self-trained and just downloading stuff off the internet but Um, like a couple of things, you know, with just having a coach, I think a, not having to really think about things, having somebody that's kind of like working with you to develop your program. 
So you don't have to like put a lot of brain power to it. Somebody that knows what they're doing and building that program. And then um, the accountability has been really interesting, like in a, in a good way, because it's like, if it was just me and my program, I might be like, uh, I got a long day at work today. I'm just going to like put in extra miles tomorrow. But yeah. like even today, I had no time today, but I had about an hour gap between meetings and I had a workout that, you know, was on my calendar. And I was like, crap, I got to get this done. So I ran, I did it on the treadmill uh, between meetings today. And it was just like hill threshold intervals, repeats, which I, it was just like, all right, I got an hour. Like, let's go get this done. But she's, um, Hillary has paced me in a couple of ultras that I've done. Um, I met her in a strength class that she was putting on at a community center down by my house for runners. And um, she just recently got her ultra running certification um, through CTS. I think CTS um, designed it, but there's a, there's only one, as far as I know, like real true certification for ultra running coaching. And so she was like one of the first graduates of that program. And um, so she's just, um, I don't know. She, she gets me. I think that's like part of it too. Yeah. Like she, she knows me, like we ran a ton together so I can kind of be like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. And she understands. Um, and like, it's great. Like she was just even tweaking last night. I kind of sent her some, some feedback on like, Hey, this is working or this, this really isn't. And so we're, we, we've got this good thing going where it's like, all right, like let's, let's tweak it a little bit more this way, Tim, and see if this is going to play out for you. So, and I've never had structure. Um, it's like, I go run the same, you know, I just go run four miles or six and I don't change it up. And so now it's like, I've, I'm like doing, I did a, VO2 max training block. And now I'm doing like threshold intervals for three weeks, you know, two to three times a week. It's like, um, and I feel my fitness just like, That's it's amazing. been like a spike, you know, or today I had, I had, um, two 12 minute, um, uphill all out intervals. And the goal is like, you start, you, it's going to feel easy to start, but like by the end of 12 minutes, like you're, you're feeling like you want to be done, but you're not completely cashed where you're just like yeah. falling off, falling off the wagon. But, um, and so you feel what your body, like now I'm kind of at this place where I was like, I kind of know what pace I can hold for like 10 to 12 minutes, which is if I've got a mile and a half climb at 7% grade in front of me, like I know that I can go out there and run an eight minute mile for that long and not die and like recover and yeah. go do it again if I have to, which is like, I've never felt that before, which is really cool. That's cool. Cause you know, like the <clears throat> kind of like weapons you have in the bag, you know? Yeah. During the course. That's awesome, man. Well, yeah. Hey, I know you mentioned it earlier. Um, but where can you find, like, where can people kind of like follow along the journey or contribute? I, I'm telling people like, if you have a super creative, weird, cool idea or something you want to review or, you know, just an idea you can bring to the table. Uh, where can people kind of find all that again, just in case they missed it earlier? Oh, for all things trail running? Yeah. Yeah. Um, probably the easiest way is like, go like follow me on Instagram or just find me on Instagram, which is just my handle is be stoked without an E. So B S T O K D. Um, and so if you message me there, like if people have ideas for a video or they have a question that they want to know about, or they want to, they have a business, small business that they want to promote, um, on the channel, like 
message me there and um, I'll, we'll send you some details and we can figure it out. So we try to keep most episodes around that sort of five minute mark. Um, although some are like the shoe, the shoe one, we got into all kinds of technical details is like 20 minutes, but yeah, me getting yeah. poked was like 15. Oh, the needle one. Yeah. That one's good. <laughs> I go back um, and rewatch that. <laughs> if you want to watch me cry. Uh, yeah, dude, that's amazing. Well, hey, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Um, I really appreciated it. Um, I'm going to have you stick around for the outro. So I'm going to say bye to you now, and then you're going to be on the outro. Ready? So thanks, right. man. Yeah, great being here, man. Thanks for having me on. All right, guys, uh, that wraps up this week's episode. That's how I started, Tim. I always say, all right, guys. I don't know why. It's, or it's something to say, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, unconscious bias. It really is. And you know what? I've accepted it. At first, I'm like, do I challenge this? Do I say like something different? Like this week, we wrap up the Like a Bigfoot podcast. But I'm like, no, man, just go with who you are and the weird, dumb stuff you always say. (laughs) And that's how I I think about it. But usually on the outro, we talk about some kind of random thing that has inspired me through the week in some sort of form or fashion or like a lesson I learned or journaled about and stuff. So I want to mention two things today. Okay. And I know one of them I sent you, that's why I'm inviting you to the outro. Uh, so I sent you, this would be my biggest recommendation for the week. If you, if you've ever listened to the rich roll podcast, I love that that guy, he's super chill and great interviewer really have enjoyed a lot of the episodes of the show. Um, but he interviewed Stephen Pressfield, who's the author of The War of Art. And this book is, if I had like five books that were like changed my perception on the world around me, uh, especially creatively, The War of Art is on that list. And creatively, it's probably number one because um, it talks about how we all have stuff we want to do. And yet we have this resistance part of us, right? And you have to battle that resistance every single day. And the resistance could be in the form of you being like, you're not good enough. Like, who am I to do this? You know, I'm a pretender. I'm an imposter. Um, and he talks about strategies. Like one strategy is just whatever you're trying to do, like be that, you know, like if you're trying to be a filmmaker, you are a filmmaker, like be a professional and show up every day as a, because professionals are going to show up and get the work done. Um, but yeah, I just want to hear your reaction. Cause I sent you that podcast and I'm like, I sent it to like 10 people. I'm like, dude, you guys got to listen to this. It's amazing. Did anyone get back to you? Everyone got back to me, Good. but Good. yeah, I, I hope yeah. they listened. But yeah, what was your reaction? Like listening to that idea? Yeah. I mean, for starters, ritual. Yeah. I've, I've followed ritual for years and his podcast is really, really great. Um, and the thing that resonated with me the most was just that idea of like, there's always like that resistance out there that tells you you can't do it. And the all things trail running YouTube channel, like I still have like all these moments of doubt, like who the hell am I? What am I doing? Like who wants to freaking hear Tim talk about shoes or whatever it might be. Like I'm not a, I'm not, don't work for a shoe company or shoe store or anything. And um, there's that little like devil on your shoulder that's telling you you're not good enough. And you know, it, really it truly is like if you have an idea like the barrier for entry the way I looked at it is like it cost me like $300 to get a logo and an intro video put together and just my time to edit these videos and 
you know, hopefully there's some people out in the world that it impacts and it benefits and, um, just, just do it and put yourself out there and just be, you know, not caught up in sort of that negative self-talk of, yeah. of whatever it is. Cause it can, yeah. it can be amazing. I don't know if it'll ever be huge, but um, that really resonated with me as he was talking through, through that of like, you know, and then I'm like, maybe I should write a book. I don't know what I'd write a book about, but you know, Stephen Pressfield does make you want, think you can write a book for sure, which is part of his talent. Um, you know, but dude, I'm going to be honest. Like even this morning I went for a run, I listened to a podcast. It was one I hadn't heard before. It's called off the couch. Um, because I've been reading a lot of Brendan Leonard's stuff. He's the creator of semi-rad and I've really enjoyed it. He's awesome, dude. He's super funny, but also really open with kind of, you know, what he's been through. And so I, he started a podcast with a friend and I started listening to it. And even today, like I've been doing this podcast for four and a half years. I was just like, he is, they, I mean, both these guys, and I can't remember the other guy's name. So apologies right now, but I'm like, both these guys are so good. I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Cause I was like, you know, I'm like, what am I bringing to the table here? You know? And it was, even four and a half years into a project, those thoughts still come up. But after reading the war of art, I'm able to like label that like, well, this is just resist your resistance talking and it's not necessarily a true belief, but, but yeah, man. Well, in comparison is the thief of joy. And that, that really is, um, that's got to drive you. There's always going to be someone, you know, there's always going to be someone that does something a little bit better than you in your book, but you just, you just have no idea like that podcast you listened to, like could have been, could have a ton of underwriting and a ton of sponsorship and be produced in a studio somewhere that he's paying a bunch of money for. You just don't know. Oh, it's not even that. I just was like, they're great interviewers, you know, like I highly oh, respect them. That was, it was awesome, dude. So that's another, well, you're a bomb interviewer. So I'll, I'll give you that, <laughs> that affirmation. So thanks man. But yeah, so I would check that out too. It's called off the couch. It was, it was yeah. really, it's really well done. I've listened to a couple episodes, but I'm going to go back and listen to a whole bunch of them. Right um, last thing here's what I want to mention in the outro. Okay. I came up with an idea for a lesson like a leadership. I'm teaching leadership again next year. And I came up with a, it like appeared, speaking of Steven Pressfield, it like appeared out of thin air this morning. And I ran into the office and told my wife, I'm like, I have to write this down immediately. Um, So I'm going to run it by you, see what you think. Cause she was like, this lesson legitimately would have been my worst nightmare as a middle school, as a middle schooler. I was like, really? Okay. So leadership, right? Leadership lesson, leadership class is called the non-talent show. Okay. So the idea behind this, the purpose is that you're going to put yourself in the shoes of being uncomfortable in the shoes of a beginner at something, right? Like we're so scared of being a beginner that sometimes it stops us from what we actually want to do. Right. And to speak a little bit to what we've just been talking about. Um, So the purpose is to put yourself in the shoes and the uncomfortableness of being a beginner. Here's the idea. The kids come in on Monday, on a Monday, right? Mm -hmm. I have a hat with with like 20 different like tiny scraps of paper in it. They have to draw out a talent, right? So you go in, you pick it out and it says 
uh, play guitar or it says tap dance or it says do a magic show um, or juggle or whatever, you know, yeah. you get the point. Um, <clears throat> then on Friday, there's going to be a talent show, but you're going to have to do your non-talent. Whatever you drew out, you have to like spend that week learning how to do it because you're going to perform on Friday and Friday is going to be ridiculous. Cause we're all going to be terrible. And like, I'm hoping the spirit I can create is that it's, it's a funny experience cause we're all bad and I'm going to participate as well, you know? And so you spend that week though, as a beginner, and now we're going to focus on like the experts, like you, you learn from an expert or you find a mentor or, you know, you practice a whole bunch and things like that. So that's, that's the idea there. And I was so excited. I texted my principal. I was like, I just came up with the re- like amazing leadership lesson. <laughs> I love it. So the question I would have for you is like, where does, um, where does leadership play into it? So I do. Yes. Great point. I think a quality of being fearless is important there. And okay. I think especially with something you're doing publicly in front of other people that will end up ridiculous. There's a big like fearful component. And I think just helping the kids understand like fearlessness can be combated just by embracing the task that you're in, you know? Yeah. Like what would you do? Like you hear it a lot. Like what would you do if you weren't, if you weren't afraid to fail? Exactly. Yeah. And we're all good at stuff, right? Like we're all like, this is my talent. This is my lane. And everyone's like, stay in your lane. But like, what if we don't need to stay in our lane? What if we can put ourselves out there in many different ways and see what we can, you know, figure out. So anyways, that's my lesson. I I like it, man. I think it's great. I think you should carry the theme through like a semester and kind of think of some curriculum that go goes along with it. Yeah. Yeah, man, dude, I'm excited. You can come speak to our leadership class. You're invited. Really? Yeah, man. We're going to have speakers and all this stuff, dude. It's going to be a big thing. I can, I can talk about all the ways I failed. (laughs) Hey, that's how you get success though. Like that cycle of failure is so important because you, well, here's what I try to tell the kids. If you just fail and then you don't think about it or you don't like break it down. Like, why did I fail? If you just fail and you're okay, like you're okay with it, you don't really learn anything, you know? Sure. So when people say like failure is a good thing, it is, but you also need that processing, you know? And if you learn from it, that's actually the most powerful lessons of all time. So you get to choose after you fail, are you going to learn from it? Or are you just going to kind of like brush it to the side? Right. You know? So yeah. Cool, man. Sweet. I love it, man. Well, that wraps it it up, man. I I don't want to say goodbye to you again because it's the outro. So, well, we'll go run this weekend. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'm going to say bye because I'm a nice Midwesterner. See you later, man. All right. Peace out. (laughs) See ya.